0: Kate and Co PR would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that this podcast was recorded and produced on, the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples of the East Kulin Nations. We pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Welcome to the Press Office with Kate and Co PR, the podcast that gives you an exclusive and unfiltered look behind the scenes of the Australian media landscape and public relations industry. I'm your host, Marissa Jane, and if you are dreaming of a career in public relations, are an aspiring journalist, or simply just obsessed with all things digital and traditional media, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to the Press Office with Caden Co. PR and today I have a very, very exciting and personal episode for me because I am chatting to the founder of Lenzo, Eleni Pierce, who is actually my first ever employer and I was also the first ever employee for Lenzo back in 2015. Lenzo started off as an online events marketplace and it has transcended into one of Melbourne's most recognisable events and creative agencies, creating some of the most social media worthy events. You just need to check out their Instagram at PartyWithLenzo to see what I'm talking about because what the team creates there is honestly nothing short of spectacular. I love chatting to Eleni about how she got to where she is today, what is trending in the world of events right now, and also her advice for those wanting to start their own business because not only did she start Lenzo, she is also the founder of Everbloom, the brand behind those viral preserved flowers that you would know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, enough from me. Let's get on to the interview. So although I am very, very well aware about how Lenzo started, because for some context, I was actually the first employee at Lenzo. But can you please share with everybody listening what the origin story was of Lenzo and how you got to where you are today? Thanks, Marissa.
1: And it's so awesome to see you across the screen. Gosh, where do I start, Lenzo? I'm going to go back to when I was a kid. And Marissa, having been the first employees, you've heard this a couple of times. But essentially, I always had a love of aesthetically pleasing things. Even as a three-year-old or a four-year-old, my great-grandmother used to live, I'm from Adelaide, and she used to live maybe you know a 20-minute drive from our house. And we'd go past there and there was this party shop. And I would literally make mum stop most weeks to go and have a look at what came out next and to literally pull together a theme for my birthday party. And I'm talking, I was probably four or five. I just loved it. And it was something that came naturally to me. I then obviously went to school and studied uni. I studied marketing and a Bachelor of Commerce at Adelaide Uni and ended up falling into media and working in advertising for ACP magazines. And I did that for about 12 years across Melbourne and Sydney and had my first baby Annie and had been married and loved, obviously, the process and all of that. And then You know, one day I was like, oh gosh, you know, I've got my 30th birthday and I have all of these ideas. And at the time, it's very, very cheeky right now, but basically jars are really in and I collected all these jars for this party and we did all eclectic flowers and it was, you know, it was really lovely. But then I was like, what the hell am I going to do with these 200 jars? Like, where where do I put them? And at the time, there really wasn't any type of marketplace that was event related or for events. And that's, I suppose, where the idea was born. Alenzo today is very different to what it was originally. Initially, it was an events marketplace. So, people could sell and rent out um, stock and services for their parties and their events and their weddings. However, that really evolved and it evolved because we created and monetized the business through creating content so people could shop the look for the goods they had listed on the site. And you know, when we were doing this content, we started getting brands coming to us and say, hey, can you actually do that for this launch we've got? Oh, we love what the table setting you do. Could you replicate that for us? And that's really how the business evolved. If I look at it today versus what I thought it was going to be, it is completely different. So Lenzo
0: definitely, yeah, it's been a roller coaster, but here we are today. It has been a fun roller coaster to be part of, and I have so many memories working at Lenzo. But now, as you have evolved into an event and creative agency, for those who don't know, what services does Lenzo provide?
1: So, yeah, sure. So, we're basically, we're an event stylist and event marketing solutions agency. So, we create ideation for brands who want to do something amazing. And, you know, I like to say that we are the event agency with influence because I believe that we create experiences that people want to see and want to be seen at. And that's, you know, a testament to our social media following. So essentially, our services are full event creative. So come to us with a brief and it's always best, I believe, to engage people early so that you can tell a story and actually get an idea that has legs beyond an event. The event is just the the end solution. So coming early enables you to really think of an idea and, and have it expand out on multiple platforms. And so we design, obviously, events. With that design, that includes mood boards, ideas, the graphics, so a lot of graphic design services that we offer. And we now have doing a lot of custom builds. Custom builds is something that is a huge area of growth for our business in the activation space so you know we design those builds render put them into production and and obviously then manage the event the whole way through so event design and management is our bread and butter and where I think we really shine is the layering and creating something that people really love and that's really memorable and unique and on point so yeah
0: And when I first started at Lenzo, I remember our kind of internal motto was about creating events that were really Instagrammable. And at the time, this was when Instagram was in its heyday and Lenzo was popping off and you guys had so many followers. Is that still the case now? Do you really think about these social media moments when creating an amazing event?
1: We do. It's definitely changed. Gosh, my God, social media... Today versus what it was. So, we started the business in 2014 and Instagram had been running for a while and it was all about the perfect Instagrammable moment. And what is really interesting, and you'll remember this, and we used to say, oh, it will be a flop. But basically, the worst thing you could do back in 2014 is put a person in a photo. It was all about the finished product and how that looked, you know, very little video content. Um, And if it was video content, it was very polished videography extremely different to today but yes it's always top of mind at the end of the day Instagram and social media is your best marketing tool most of our inbound inquiries are via Instagram I suppose the difference is the whole model of back in 2014 you know you'd, you'd create something and it would be shared multiple times because people really didn't have their own assets or so they wanted that perfect picture on their grid So it has changed, but really it is still at the forefront of everything that we do. We want people to walk into an environment and feel like they want to share it beyond the actual event. So, yeah, it's just different, the same but different.
0: It's more about, you know, now going into an event and sharing stories or making like TikTok content about whatever a cool activation is that's part of it.
1: Very much so, very much real time versus before. Absolutely, yeah.
0: And you have been the mastermind behind some amazing events. And right now, talking about, say, social media and how that's changed, it makes me think about all the cool TikTok content that would have come out of Judd Chella. That would have gone viral on TikTok. Oh, yes. That would have been good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I suppose my issue is I'm too always buried down at it all to, like, get it sometimes. I wish sometimes, you know, when you're you're in the midst of it, you're like, oh, damn, we really could have captured that but sometimes you know it's not as glamorous as it looks and it's a lot of hard work and hours and yeah sometimes you miss you miss the opportunities when you're running around like a like a headless chook but yeah absolutely that could have gone that could have been wild.
0: So apart from Judge Hela you also have worked at any number of spring racing carnivals but what have been some of your career highlights? I think the first event for me, looking back, you
1: know, in the journey of Lenzo, was definitely a career highlight. That was collaborating with Pandora. I don't know, Marissa, do you remember that one? <laughs> it was <laughs> at the stables of Como. And it was a very different world in terms of if I I don't know if I can say this, but if I have a think about what, you know, what the investment for something like that versus today, it it is extremely different. And that's because everybody was leveraging off social media at the time. So there was a lot of people wanting to get their brand out there and us utilizing our following to enable them to do that and to share the assets. It's very different to what it was. But gosh, like after that event, it really did go viral and there was a massive sense of achievement to think, wow, this, you know, business that just started, twelve months ago is working with a, a huge global brand and something that they used as a case study themselves. So that was something I was really proud of. I think sometimes you just gotta have confidence in what you're doing. And even if, you know, it's it's not something you've been doing for a long time, if you if you believe in it, that it really, really will shine. And that yeah, that was great. That sort of just gave it a little bit of a stamp of approval that we can do
0: this. I remember that event. I think that was the first time I went to the stables of Como. I think one of my Lenzo highlights was at the time, I think Beck Judd had just posted that she was doing some work with Campbell Point House. And I was like, this is the most amazing venue. I'm never going to go there. And we did maybe three or four photo shoots there and they were also always the most hectic ones because you could never drive right to where you needed to go and it was just so much hard labour but it is the most beautiful venue.
1: (laughs) Uh, Honestly some of those images from the beginning are are still to this day some of my favourite and I do think it is because like we were saying from a social media perspective everyone wanted to give a hundred or thousand percent of their-, their time and 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 also, you know, in terms of investing in those projects to be able to, you know, get that perfect image to share and for it to live on. So, yeah, they're still some of my favourites.
0: And another thing about Lenzo which you were very, very fond of was the branding and personality of Lenzo. And I remember we went through a huge rebrand while I was there why was, you know, finding Lenzo's tone of voice so important in the marketplace?
1: Yeah, I think Lenzo has always had a really firm handle on itself. I think it's always been irreverent and full of life. You know, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's not ashamed of being more is more, and it's and it's still the same today. We have evolved the branding over time, I think just to also evolve with our customer and our following as well. So, you know, it's been almost a decade now and what we do is to ensure that we create epic events that are fresh and on point. So we want our branding to really reflect that too. I think if we're looking a little tired, then, you know, how can we be doing branding for somebody if we can't even get our own brand right? So that's why I like to continue To evolve the brand, you know, still have the core of what Lenzo is and the foundation of what we're all about. But, you know, from a design, prosthetic and aesthetic, making sure that it is definitely, oh, you know, I am 2023 branding colors and everything else that represents, you know, what we do. So
0: you clearly are such a creative person and I have vivid memories of you walking into a photo shoot and going, I hate those flowers. We need to change those flowers or not this is the wrong color. And you ha- always had such a vision. Do you think that A, you were always such a creative person? And also B, how do you kind of nurture this skill set now? Because I think creativity is kind of like a muscle. It's something that we need to keep working on.
1: I 100% agree. Look, I think there is something definitely natural or innate in it in terms of visuals. Like as a kid, I would be. I don't know why or how I'd be like, oh, mum, I want, you know, I would I would want the latest and greatest. So I always just had this skill of knowing what was next. However, in saying that, I'm not a technically creative person whatsoever. So it is all very much from the mind and the ideas and What I find most interesting is seeing things or finding things, and I get most inspiration from things that are not seeing an event and going, oh, we're going to copy that, is actually seeing something completely unrelated to events or what we're doing that sparks a level of being inspired. So it might be something as simple as I'm not sure, like a fur texture that you see, like, wow, we've got to do that for an event. It, it's really interesting. I think the the best inspiration is the unrelated inspiration rather than just picking up a photo and seeing something that someone did and saying, oh, we're just going to tweak that. Is Definitely we did a wedding once with this amazing trellising and I remember being inspired by the movie She Devil and the 1990s and I remember that and I was like, my God, we've got to do this for this wedding. But look, I definitely think it's a combination of the two, but you do need to keep yourself in the game. I think it's really important to ensure that you're constantly looking, you know, in our field at style trends, just keeping your eyes and your ears like open to everything and absorbing things around you as well. And also, you know, always thinking about how would I feel if I saw that and, You know, if you feel really good about it and you want to talk about it and you want to see more of it, then that's sort of, you know, the way or the path to go, I think is also really important. So, it's a multitude of things. I also think collaborating with people and your team is really important to keep the creative juices flowing. You know, what have we seen this week, you know, in WIP, something, you know, a real talking point to ensure that we're always top, you know, things are always, you know, on our radar and we're keeping everything fresh. So yeah, a real mishmash of things to keep that creativity alive.
0: One question that I'm dying to ask you, because you always knew what was a trend before it was a trend, or maybe you just created the trends. What is coming up next in terms of the world of events?
1: Okay. So I'm loving this and I'm super excited because I think it's actually the core of what we do, but I want to call it maximalism I don't know if that's the right way to say it but I think it is but essentially layering up a chaotic mix of patterns and colors and perfectly imperfect is definitely coming in so if you think about your nana's old bowl that she had in her cabinet that's cool again like that lettuce leaf bowl is cool again so it's about basically patterns a little bit of nostalgia and sort of mixing and matching and not being too precious around what it is. So the other day we actually styled a table and we used this beautiful linen range from Bonnie and Neil, but then I went to the op shop and got all of this crystal cut vases and none of the glassware sort of matched, but it totally did because it was in the same sort of family and it let the linen shine and, you know, it was really colourful and a lot of floral patterns as well. So heaps of floral fabrics are definitely coming in in the event world. I also see from a trend perspective more AV use of lighting is something that is just obviously exploding, especially in the activation space. So something like from a technology perspective we really need to keep, you know, that needs to be at the forefront of things we do. It's a great way to create impact and it's very much, you know, progressive and definitely we'll be seeing more of that. The other thing is like lots of hybrid events in that they are events that are happening and set up in person, but then they can also be virtual as well. That's something that's definitely trending, especially in the conference space. So creating that set, but then allowing, you know, more people to see it and access to it. So lots of different things happening. One last thing, sorry, I can't help myself, is lots of mirror. We've seen mirror before, but, you know, bring back that 2004 mirror on the table and stuff. We'll be seeing more and more mirrors layered. Um, I've just been to Japan and been to Tokyo and there was a heap of mirror there. I was so inspired and was really amazing to see and a really clever use of mirror and reflections and everything else. We'll be seeing heaps of that.
0: Oh, I like that trend and I like the idea of maximalism. I was never a minimalist girly. No,
1: no, exactly. You know, more is more here. So don't be ashamed. You know, for a while, it's really interesting. So for a few, I feel like sometimes you sort of lose your way and you see the worst thing you can ever do ever is look at what other people are doing. I genuinely, truly believe that. Just do you, Booth. Just be yourself because as soon as you start doing that, you get lost along the way and, you know, there was a little portion of time where I was like, oh, you know, oh, everyone's like, oh, Lenzo, you know, does this so frilly, it's so whatever. I'm like, okay, well, we'll go and we'll do this, you know, very structured layering of colours, one colour, one dimensional. Yes, it's very cool right now. But really, like, is it us? No. Like, it's just, you've just got to be proud of what you do. And I think, you know, that's where you do, be true to yourself. So. Yeah, I think that's really dangerous is looking looking too closely at what other people are doing. I've always thought that.
0: Definitely, and I think that relates to every single field out there. And then looking at events, I guess more generally, what is your advice for creating a perfect event?
1: Look, I think overall it's really about the
0: experience and how people
1: feel after they go to that event, feel when they first, you know, first impressions last. I'm all for that first impression. So having something, the moment that they arrive that makes them instantly feel like, wow, is really important in an event because it makes them feel good. Having some surprises along the way is always a lot of fun. Keeping it personal. We love, like at Lens, we love to always think about you know, if we're working with a brand, the you know, the core of what the essence of what the brand is and those little cues and those little brand moments to ensure that it is really cohesive and consistent. Or if I was doing, Marissa, your birthday party, like, you know, something that was related to you with a cocktail or, you know, something that does make it personal is really key. And then, you know, in terms of entertainment as well, that's a huge aspect Of what we do and ensuring that people are having fun and really enjoying themselves. So something to be happening during the day. So, you know, you come out of that event and it looks good, but it also felt good. So yeah, a combination of all of it.
0: I love the idea of little personal elements and I feel like that's something I've always taken from my Lenzo days into my PR days.
1: Yeah, and I think actually the reason I'm um, I'm not sure, but I think with the background of advertising or having worked in advertising for so long, the consciousness of brands was just always at the forefront of everything that we did at Lenzo.
0: Exactly. And from Lenzo, you have since gone on to also found another successful business, Everbloom. What was your inspiration here? Oh, uh,
1: look, can I be honest? COVID. Uh, no, it really it wasn't. It wasn't. So at the time, we were opening up a small retail space, and then COVID hit. And I love flowers. Like if there was any part of the event that I love, I've always had a passion for flowers. I can't wait to get my green thumb out when I retire. But you know, I I was so passionate about. I'd seen these flowers, or I don't know where I saw them, but I I did all this research and was like got to be the first to get in these amazing colored preserved flowers so I love flowers I hate right fake flowers but these were preserved flowers so they were real flowers that last so I had actually already got them in in preparation for launching the Lenzo store and COVID hit and I was like oh my god like what are we going to do here? And it was very challenging, we got through it. And, you know, it would, was a couple of weeks down the path. It would have been early March. And I said, Oh my God, I actually have something here we can sell. I have those flowers, they're sitting in a box. And Mother's Day is, you know, a few weeks away. And Mother's Day was my best friend because it actually gave me a deadline of getting this thing off the ground. So between March and early March to late March, hurriedly working on the branding. I knew I wanted to call it Everbloom. I just, I don't know, it just got feeling. I felt like it just represented exactly what what the product was and just hurriedly did it. And it really, it did at the time, you know, with COVID and people not being able to shop and people feeling, you know, a little down, of course, it really was a great time to launch that business and, and you know luckily enough with the event world opening up again as it did then that business sort of worked its hand with Lenzo as well with our events and, and using Everbloom across a number of our events so it's definitely a consumer famous facing business so you can buy Everbloom online for gifts but then it does also have the events in terms of creating um, florals for events which also you don't have to worry about the weather which is great so no need to worry about the flowers dying in the in the sun so that is a good thing but yeah I do love like, fresh flowers I've got to say like so we overlay them with fresh also
0: <laughs> I remember when you first launched Everbloom in the store and you had that amazing floral wall it was insane it went viral
1: it did it did the ombre effect of the wall um it definitely did we did that so as a team, gosh, um, you know, it was COVID. I remember painting that together as a team. It was a simple wooden wall. And one day, you know, we we just filled it with what we had. And and, you know, it was about picking the right colours too and what was going to work at the time. And it just worked. Like it was very simple. But yeah, it was it was great. It was definitely one of the prettiest things that we've done. And and that that wall in itself, we've been asked to replicate that for activations and everything else. Yeah. So It was a lot of fun. It doesn't look so pretty right now after a few
0: years. So you have had two successful businesses that have both blown up on social media. How do you come up with your business ideas? And I guess in general, what advice would you give for anyone looking to go out on their own and starting their own venture?
1: I think the first thing is have a really clear idea of what you want to set out like to achieve and be prepared to work really, really hard because it is a lot of hard work. It is blood, sweat and tears and some more tears and lots of laughter as well along the way. And I think be really clear about the commercial outcomes that you want to get and how you're going to commercialise this business and talking, you know, in our industry being a service-based business too, think about with the business plan, the scalability of the business. You are only one person. So how are you going to enable this business to grow and how is that going to work as well? So just thinking ahead of those things. I think, you know, if I could talk to myself nine, 10 years ago, I would like to tell myself that. Also, I just think it's really, really important to just do it. Like if you love what you do, you actually do it. So just, it might be as not being overwhelmed by it, but, you know, putting a task down every single day and crossing that task off. That's sort of how I started Lenzo. I literally had a couple of tasks a day. I started crossing them off and it started to sort of just build into something. So, maybe not trying to um, build Rome in a day, you know, literally just chip away at it and, and it will come. So, yeah, just a, a few key points. And also surround yourself with the people that you enjoy being with. I think, you know, you're only as good as the people you work with. So um, surround yourself with great people as well.
0: That's great advice. And I have to say, you always were so good at hiring people. I think everyone who I met across Lenzo, even from like the photographers we would collaborate with, you know, there's people that I have such longstanding relationships with from Lenzo.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it is gut, you know, it's gut instinct, isn't it? A lot of it. I feel like sometimes the best results are based on the gut versus, you know, trying to overthink something. I hate talking for the sake of talking. It's just about doing sometimes and just going with it. So I think you get a feel for somebody when you first meet them and if it feels good and your gut's saying yes, then normally you're you're usually correct. So yeah.
0: I agree with that. And now I have one last question before we get onto the quick fire. What is coming up for Lenzo in 2023? Oh, Lenzo 2023. Well, we've got a lot happening in the lead up
1: to summer. So, we're working with a few brands for their spring summer launches, which is super exciting. I love doing brand launches, getting people together, setting tables, having those moments. That is absolutely what we love. We're also doing a lot of graphics and branding and a lot of that work for a number of our clients. So, you know, we've done event work for them. And through that, we've we've done all of the artwork, but then really evolving it now to actually build their campaigns because the artwork's been so successful. So we're working with a few clients on some branding and lookbooks and catalogs. It may not sound so sexy, but we're also um, um, doing a bit of work um, with some... <laughs> With some of the government contracts as well, which will be great. So bringing to life, you know, cities that have struggled during COVID, so activations there as well. So there are a number of projects in the works for that. So, yeah, there's a few things happening and it is our busy time of the year. It's sort of, um, it goes crazy from September to November. But, you know, i am already got my seatbelt on, you know, just sort of almost got to brace yourself for that time of year. And be prepared to make hay while the sun shines because even though there are events throughout the whole year and we're seeing more and more of that, I'm actually finding the business way less seasonal than it initially was. But at the end of the day, that, that period in October is just, there's no period like it. So oh, we've also got a very fun um, movie project that we're working on too. That's, that's going to be super fun. Ooh. So, yeah, for a release. So,
0: yeah, there's lots lots going on. That's so exciting! And who would have known when we were flat laying in your kitchen that this is where you would be today?
1: <laughs> who knew? Who knew? But we, we, we actually, you know what, Marissa, we did know. We believed in ourselves. We always did. So,
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, <laughs> no, it, it is a lot of fun. It really is. Well, let's get onto the quick fire questions. So I'm going to ask you five questions, and are you ready? Okay. What has been your favourite PR event ever? Okay, I'm going to go back to
1: pre-Lenso days with my background in advertising. So I worked in um, key accounts and had an account, Johnson & Johnson. I had a very ambitious idea as a young 23-year-old advertising executive. They were launching the Neutrogena Deep Clean Cleanser. Anyway, I was like, my God, we need to do this like underwater photo shoot. So we brought this massive tank into Circular Quay in Sydney. (laughs) I was working in Sydney at the time and we had this model like swimming in it in this ridiculous ball gown with her deep clean cleanse. So yeah, that was actually, you know, one of the things that really inspired me to to start Lenzo. You know, it's funny, you don't realise like over the time how things evolve in your career, you know it all happens. But yeah, that was a lot of fun and something very challenging for a 23 year old at the time. It was, it was very all new.
0: I love that. Okay. Your favorite podcast, apart from this one, of course.
1: Of course. I do love this podcast. I love Anything Goes by Emma Chamberlain. Like she just does these sort of real life problem solving things like procrastination, which we can all relate to. If I don't like something, I'm like, I'm procrastinating. So yeah, I really like it. I find it interesting. I love the way she just sits there and I sometimes watch it because it's very effortless. I find it very effortless to listen to. What is your favourite social media platform? unfortunately, I'm going to say Instagram. I shouldn't say that, but I wish I was saying TikTok. My kids are all over TikTok, but look, it's still Instagram. I, I need to I need to go there. I'm just not there yet.
0: <laughs> Your most visited website?
1: Oh, uh, it makes me feel really boring, but I really love it. And if I didn't do events, I think it's something that I would have loved doing, but realestate.com.au. I'm on there all the time. I'm on there daily. I just love to just have a look, see what's going on. I love reading up on the real estate market. I'm just something I'm passionate about.
0: And my very last question for you, what is your screen time? There's a five in
1: front of it at the moment, which is honestly not always me. My kids steal my phone all the time, so I'm going to take an hour off it. I'm going to say it's about four and a half hours. So, yeah, it's not something to be proud of, but uh, but a lot of it is work-related, of course.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Eleni. I have had such a fun time chatting to you.
1: Me too. It's been so good to see you, Marissa, and thank you for having me be part of it. Really humbled. So thank you. Thank you for
0: listening to The Press Office with Kate and Co PR. Please subscribe, rate, and review via your favourite podcast app. And please give us a follow, like, and share on Instagram at PR.